topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. I'm your host, Ira Wolf. I'm here with my co-host, Keith Compagna. And our sponsors today are Jobvite and Success Performance Solutions. Uh, just a reminder for everyone that we are recording the show for rebroadcast. Uh, it'll be on iHeartRadio, uh, soon to be Spotify, iTunes. Uh, we're all, But we're also live, and our lines are open. You f- can call us anytime at 561-623-9429. That's 561-623-9429. Love to take your questions, hear how we're doing, uh, talk to our guests, talk to Keith or me. Uh, again, the number is 561-623-9429. Uh, Keith, when I first asked you to join me on the show, I believe you... We thought the theme was going to be all about the future of work, mm-hmm. uh, but for most people, including myself, since I tend to live in the geeky world, uh, I thought we'd be talking about AI, machine learning, autonomous vehicles, sensors, blockchain, you know, a bunch of other topics um, that probably makes people's heads spin. Um, and you know what things will be doing to change the way we live, work, and play, and to a large extent, are that's been pretty true. Yep. We've talked oh, yeah. about that over yep. the last few weeks. Um, but over the last two months, we've had a couple guests, uh, who have opened our eyes up to kind of a new way of looking at things, which mm-hmm. was the goal of the show. Um, and kind of, a, it, it took a different take for how things were going to impact the future of work. We had a great show about the Me Too movement. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's it's actually up. On, yeah, that's yep. uh, actually up on our blog uh, too. Uh, we're, we're, I'm reposting all these up on the blog as well. Yep. Uh, we talked about disabled veterans uh, with Doctor Pimentel, uh, uh, Rich Pimentel, yeah, Pimentel. Pim- or Pimentel. Uh, uh, yeah, we had a. Great, I don't think he cares yeah, what you call him. Yeah, no, we had as long a, as what a great guest, yep. and, uh, yep. and you know, I, I still got to get through the uh, the movie, but uh, yep. you know, he was uh, he was, the, and it was especially fitting. This not fitting, I, I guess is the wrong word, but I don't know any other word. But uh, with uh, you know, George, the passing of uh, George H. W. Bush, mm-hmm. uh, he signed the uh, this the, the ADA, yep. and uh, Doctor uh, Pimentel was was a key. He, he was mm-hmm. instrumental in that, and mm-hmm. that came out in this movie, movie uh, Music Within, yep. uh, The Mute. Uh, we've talked about millennial bashing. So we've talked about bashing, disabled vets, um, disabilities in the workplace, Me Too movement. Um, I think there's another underlying theme about the future of work that's building up. It, it ties things together, and it, it's stress in the workplace, uh, mental health, and, and today's show is going to take that to a whole new level. Yeah, and uh, and uh, you know this, and maybe the audience is picking up on this. I have a personal passion, and I think Dave will Dave will love this part about me is that, you know, I want to kill the concept of work life balance and and replace it with what I see is the proper tools in terms of something I call life work integration, and I didn't come up with that idea, 
but the philosophies that I've seen through my career path and, and the results of technology coming in, I spent over a decade working with HR departments and finance departments inside of all sorts of companies in every kind of industry, and they're replacing manual processes with technology but stress levels don't go away with those efficiencies. So I personally am on a mission and I'm on the f- ground floor of this. But uh, I think that the real answer is stuff like what Dave's been doing and and and, and our f- other guests have been noticing. Yeah. It's I, inherently I, people. Yeah, and we're going to bring on Dave. Uh, you've mentioned Dave, but it's Dave Quinn. Uh, he's the president of a company called Being Well 365. We're going to bring him on uh, shortly. But just to kind of continue on where you were headed, uh, in preparing for today's show, I did a bit of a research. Um, the stats are, are certainly troubling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, um, was it Monday? Let's say Wednesday. <laughs> it's Monday. Uh, Monday uh, there was that uh, the Admiral of the, um, was it the Middle East fleet, Mm -hmm. um, you know, committed suicide. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's certainly a workplace, um, you know, a challenge. Um, You know, that's certainly taking it to an extreme. Um, But a couple other things that I, that uh, probably are going to smack some executives and business owners and and our listeners um, pretty much in the face. I I hate to be so graphic, but these are pretty harsh statistics. Uh, 300 million people worldwide, worldwide suffer from depression. Uh, depression and anxiety disorders cost the global economy a trillion dollars each year, mm-hmm. lost productivity. But even more so, there was a survey done, um, uh, the American Health Institute, I think. Um, I'll, I'll get that while we're yeah. during the show. Um, but you know, how does this relate to, to businesses? Uh, mm-hmm. And, and these, this was in the U.S. 80% of employees stated that workplace stress always affects the relationships with family and friends. Uh, 80%, uh, 35% of employees always miss three to five days a week each month because of workplace stress. So that's People who, who say they're stressed. A week a yeah, month. so, you know, we've heard those Gallup reports that 70% of, of people in the workplace are in disengaged. Right. You know, which which just, that number is just static over and the decade. And it's not getting any easier. Right. And then out, out of that group, 35% of those, one third of, of that 70%, so, you know, we're, we're down to, what, 25% or so, right. um, you know, always miss three to five days a week yeah. or three to five days a month. So a week you know, yeah. 25% of the time they're, yep. they're actually not at work and another, and this is crazy. Another 71% always, and the, this yeah. was always, or, or sometimes, or, or rarely always spend time thinking about or actively looking for another job. Yeah. And, and that is a key element because when I do my talks and when I talk to my clients about life work integration, I think there's a massive, massive element here that's missed. I sell for Jobvite. I represent Jobvite. And what we do is help companies recruit in this unbelievably challenging talent marketplace. But the reality is, is if I'm an employer, doesn't it make sense for me to help the existing employees I have have a better life? So I look to help individuals on a life work integration idea develop what they want and learn how they can create that life. And then the other side of the equation is as a business owner, what options do you have? If you're a small business owner, your employees are your bloodline. Give them the life that they deserve so they could give you the workload that you want. And you could take that in every size organization 
you need to take care of the people that work for you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so I think you just teed up the, the, an opportunity yours, to Dave. bring in Dave. <laughs> so uh, perfect time to bring in Dave. Uh, uh, Dan, Dave and I met uh, within the last year uh, in an online mastermind group. Uh, it was a good group. Uh, met a lot of great connections there. Uh, and then just uh, about two months ago, um, I met Dave in person. When I was speaking at the HR Southwest Conference, um, uh, Dave had a, a, a booth there for his company, us being well 365. And thanks to Dave, he recognized me um, and walking by. We started a conversation and here you are today. So, hey, Dave, welcome to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I wanted to see if you guys could go on the road with me. That was a perfect tee-up to, <laughs> to my uh, to my presentation. So yeah, we're awesome. scheduling 2019, both yeah. of us. So. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Super. Hey, so, so before we get to talking more about uh, Being Well 365, um, you've got a kind of an interesting background, and Keith and I were talking about it earlier. I didn't realize a few, th- as we were, he and I were just chatting, I didn't realize a few things about his background, but um, you have an interesting uh, career switch. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I've had one as well. Uh, your career started in economic development, and then you took this entrepreneurial leap into starting this your, your company uh, focused on employees' mental and emotional health. Uh, I can make a joke about the connection between mental health and <laughs> and economic development, but um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, how Being Well 365 came to be? Sure. So, um, as you said, I was working economic development and have had a lot of uh, leadership development over the years. And as you also said, that seeing colleagues who were dealing with different stresses uh, in life and, and, you know, when you move around a lot as an economic developer, it puts a lot of stress on your family. So you get really good at sort of dealing with those things. Um, and while I was working in Frisco, uh, I had the opportunity to meet a company out of the UK that was looking to bring over some, uh, this new way of thinking about workplace wellness, uh, was trying to get them to do that in Frisco. Uh, and through that process just made the decision that, you know, what I really truly wanted to do Uh, was make a difference. And what better way to make a difference than to inspire and encourage people to live their personal best. And this matched perfectly with what this company out of the UK was bringing over. So we uh, created Being Well 365 with the thought process that, uh, you know, health and wellness isn't a destination. It's a decision that you make daily. uh, And and hundreds of times a day, you have to make the healthy decision. And uh, if you do that consistently over time, we can literally add years to your life and not just years, but productive quality years. And so here we are. And now we've uh, kind of taken up the banner of uh, the, the wellness industry in the U.S. is something like a $7 billion industry. And we believe that we're doing it wrong. We're, we're, people are throwing um, wearables and technology at the problem. Um, and they're completely missing the, the the human aspect of that. And, you know, how can you expect a, a person who's, you know, 50 years old and 30 pounds overweight, um, hand them a, a Garmin or a Fitbit and say, okay, walk 10,000 steps a day and you'll feel better. Well, without knowing that person's perspective and what's going in their life, really, can we do that? And so we're hoping that people realize that if we can start with the right mindset and start with the mind, we can truly make a difference and suddenly uh, figure out why the person got the way. Nobody uh, set out to be overweight and unhealthy and, and unhappy in their job. So let's start talking to them and see how we can uh, turn that around and, and have people living their personal best. 
You know, it's interesting you say that. At one point in my career, I worked for a company that uh, provides benefit administration software. And with that, large enterprise companies look to integrate full well wellness ecosystems, right? What was it? Maybe 10 years ago, Dave, wellness was starting mm-hmm. to pop up. And, and to your point, I, I noticed how these companies were trying to put in wellness programs but I always got the sense it was because they thought they could reduce their insurance costs <laughs> versus right. actually contributing to the wellness of their employees. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think um, that's the state of the industry, right? We've spent more and more money um, at throwing money at the wellness problem, and it's not going away. With chasing that bottom line, how do we get better health insurance rates? Uh, and, and com- again, completely ignores the human aspect of that, of how about we really try to take care of our employees? You know, they spend a lot of money. You talk about recruiting employees and, and how do we get the best employees? And they spend all this money and tactics on recruiting the best and the brightest. And then they get them in and they just churn through them. Um, what if mm-hmm. we took care of the employees we had and made them healthier and more productive for us uh, and shifted and, and made the mindset uh, truly, we're going to care about you. We don't say it on the front end and then throw just, you know, a bunch of stuff at you, hoping that you'll keep yourself healthy. Um, how do we actually engage with you and understand what your needs are? I mean, you have companies giving people bean bags and all these things to try to make them happy. <laughs> That's not what they need or what they want. And so what we're talking about is developing a human relationship with the person, delivering the resources that they need and want when and where they need them and how they want them delivered. Um, But most HR departments right now are so overworked and and trying to uh, manage just the day-to-day HR function that they don't have the the capacity to go out and build that relationship. And so we've developed a a system and a a platform that allows us to do that in an economical way. And we want companies to look beyond just the bottom line um, number of insurance cost savings. Um, as you said, how many days a week or a month are people not showing up to work or even worse, showing up to work and causing the five people they work with stress because they show up stressed. Uh, and that's kind of that unrealized um, uh, cost that, that it's hard to quantify, but absolutely needs to be quantified and taken into consideration when you're talking about a wellness platform. And I really feel like the challenge that's out there is that all the attention and uh, by way of media, by way of uh, water cooler conversations goes to the negative elements of everything that has to do with work stress. When you look at there are companies that have been out there for decades that have accepted that they're not in it for the quarterly earnings report. They're in it to create an environment that can sustain and deliver a product that has people or a service that has people coming back. And the ni- the names of some of the companies are out there. I know that um, listening, you, all you have to do is listen to Simon Sinek for a little bit and he'll <laughs> drop knowledge in terms of this not being rocket science. This is about putting people in front of business. Yeah. You're listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization show. We've got our guest today, Dave Quinn from Bingwell365. We're talking about stress and mental and emotional health in the workplace. Uh, we're going to take a short break, but when I we come back, um, Dave, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, this was from, uh, I did look up that survey content, uh, Mental Health America. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, if not, yeah, I'm sure. going to give you. I'm going to give you some great stats with it. Uh, but their <laughs> the, their president and the CEO said, "How bad is it 
um, and what comes next. And so we're going to pick up right after the break with what comes next. Have you ever dreamt of being on the radio? Well, now is your chance. Be a radio show guest on the number one ranked internet radio station and promote you and your business for free. Yes, you heard it, free. Business advertising right here on W4CY.com. Call 561-506-4031 now to get booked on one of our shows. That's 561-506-4031. Get your free advertising now. What's up, everyone? This is Keith from the Geek, Skeezers, and Googleization show powered by Jobvite. Jobvite knows career paths are made by people, not by open job requisitions. Jobvite's platform ties recruitment marketing directly to applicant tracking and onboarding, creating continuous candidate engagement that effectively connects recruiters with qualified passive candidates. Used by over 50,000 recruiters placing over 1 million jobs, Jobvite's platform impacts every company in every industry. Check us out at jobvite.com. Listen carefully. Up to 9 out of 10 job candidates visiting your company career page leave before completing an application. You heard that right. 90% of candidates who want to apply for a job at your company don't. That's just plain crazy, especially in today's tight labor market. Candidate experience matters. Stop turning candidates away. Let success performance solutions help. Call us at 800-803-4303 or register at SuccessPerformanceSolutions.com slash W4CY. Schedule a no-obligation consultation and get special access to insider tips to recruit faster and hire smarter. Welcome back to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. I'm your host, Ira Wolf, co-host Keith Compagna, and we've got a special guest today. We've got Dave Quinn from Being Well 365. We've been talking about, um, I guess, stress and mental and emotional health in the workplace. Uh, during the break, we were we were talking that some of the stressed, most stressed out people are, are HR, yeah. human resources, who are the people that are supposed to be responsible yep. uh, for the, uh, I guess, keeping everybody cool, calm, and collected. Which which leads me to a, um, you know, when I said when we right before we broke, I said we we're going to come back and say, you know, what's what's next, um, and. I guess let's take a, a step back for just a second. Um, you know, we're talking about a, a wide variety of things, and certainly some stress in the workplace is normal. When we talk, you know, I guess the, the immediate reaction is when you hear something like that, people are talking about uh, almost going back to millennials, like trophy kids. Oh, there can't be any stress. There's there's no such thing as a failing grade. There are no losers. And that's not what we're talking about here. Right. Um, I, I think, you know, we, we need stress to survive. I mean, mm-hmm. otherwise we collapse. But there's a there's a fine line, and, and I, I want your kind of thoughts on this, Dave. Um, you know, what's, I, I guess, where's the line between normal stress um, and anxiety and depression and mental illness? And I, I know there's no black and white, but... Um, you know, how do you, how do you approach, how, how does being well 365 approach that? 
Well, it's obviously very personal, right? So those that are more resilient, I was raised by a father who was, um, they were born in the Depression, so a completely different parenting style. Um, I have much more resiliency probably than um, kids my age who who have different parent, uh, parents um, just because of, you know, it wasn't, I think my dad gave me more problems to solve versus trying to clear the pathway and not letting me solve problems. Uh, and, and have a little pain and, and suffering. So I think that's different for everyone. The the key is to meet them where they are, right? So what what is it um, that is causing you stress? Coaching them through the process of, you know, realizing that we all are going to face stress. That's just life. Um, and giving those techniques and uh, giving them techniques and skills to better cope with whatever they're going through. Um, but when you stop functioning, uh, that's kind of the line for you, right? When you, when you stop being able to be productive in spite of whatever stress you're dealing with, uh, then that's an, then that's, that's the line for you. Um, and so, uh, that's when I think a lot of people start to, to look for help. Uh, uh, hopefully, you know, a lot of programs now have EAP programs where you can kind of call someone uh, if you get to that point. Um, but we call that the, the fire extinguisher. You know, you're on fire, so you're looking for a fire extinguisher. What we want to do is get people before <laughs> that, prevent the fire, um, and then give them skills to cope and, and so that they can deal with more and more stressful situations in a positive way that keeps them productive. But it is very personal, and that's that's the aspect that makes it so hard because everyone wants a one-size-fits-everybody and what is not stressful at all for me, Christmas is not stressful at all for me. My wife will tell you her stress level is off the charts. Right? <laughs> so, um, you know, she worries about the perfect gift and the perfect number of gifts and, and how it's presented and, and making it the best. And, and I just don't worry about it. I'm in my you know mindset. They're lucky to get a gift. So um, it really each situation is so different. That's why it takes the, the coaching aspect that we bring to the model. Uh, is the coach developing a, a human relationship and understanding that person? A person could in uh, be fine in October and then in May realize that their son is graduating and they're going to be empty nesters and suddenly fall apart. And, you know, a, an AI system doesn't necessarily spot that. That's going to take someone working with that person uh, to figure out, hey, what's changed in the last six months to cause you to be in this situation? One is as a, as an individual, but also as an employer or a manager. Um, you know, we're. I, I think most of us can. We, we probably don't have enough time in an hour's show to to talk about all the causes of stress. Um, but what what are some of the symptoms that either as you as an individual or as, as an employee or you as a manager uh, can identify that would signal somebody crossing that line between kind of normalcy, you know, the normal stress into, and, and I, I would say even normal anxiety into depression, overload, uh, when it starts to affect them, not only as an employee, but it affects, starts affecting their health and their relationships. So sure. what, what are what are some of the symptoms that into, we can recognize uh, and either to get help or to offer help? It's not any different. Uh, when you start to see their normal behavior patterns shift, um, suddenly they're they're absent more than normal, um, but there doesn't seem to be any physical ailment. Um, there's also, um, you know, if they have sudden outbursts, it, things that really shouldn't be that big of a deal, but they have this sort of caustic reaction that's over the top. Um, that's a signal that maybe there's something else going on. A lot of times it has nothing to do with what little minor inconvenience that 
caused it. It's something deeper. Um, it could be that they suddenly they're, you know, they, they were a bubbly personality and now they're, they're started to withdraw. They're not, um, engaging and, and not active, taking part active, in active conversations in the workplace. Um, or if, if they're, they're countering with, maybe they're laughing at something over the top that's really not that funny. Um, it can be that as well. So I think it, you really have to understand the individual and, and sort of know their, you know, again, you got to have a, some sort of contact with them to know that this is not, something has changed. Um, and, and a lot of times we, we, we refuse to acknowledge that we're having this issue, right? For whatever reason, um, we're afraid that our employers are going to fire us. So somebody, if I've, if it seems like I can't cope, they're going to fire me. Um, there's this stigma around mental health and being weak. Whereas if, you know, if you came in and told me that uh, you'd just been diagnosed with some, uh, you know, uh, uh, ailment, uh, I, you know, there, there would be some support system there to, to help you back to health. But, you know, if somebody comes in and says, hey, I'm dealing with this, a lot of times we don't know how to handle that. So um, being trained in how to address that and, and how to start a conversation is critically important. Um, sort of that first aid mental responder or mental first aid responder is very uh, important for managers. Uh, and just know that it's okay to have a conversation, that it, it doesn't open yourself up to, uh, you know, some kind of liability. Again, if somebody came in and said, hey, I've just been diagnosed with cancer, you would help them through that and manage that. But when you come in and say, hey, I'm feeling depressed, we don't know how to respond to that a lot of times. We don't know how to help someone. And Dave, that's I was. Uh, I'm glad you went there because I'm I'm thinking of the future of work here on the Geek Skeezers and Googleization show, and I'm wondering what is your experience with, let's call it, let's work our way up the employee chain, right? What what are the business decision makers and the C levels doing? Are they do, do, in your experience? Are they aware of this, or are they too busy focusing on that last email that came through? How do we get the attention of the business leaders so they could do that crazy thing called lead? Right. So first and foremost, we have to understand that it is the CEO's decision to make. Um, we can talk all day long to, you know, senior VPs and, and HR folks. But at the end of the day, it has to come from that C-suite and they have to buy into the culture that we're going to talk about this and we're going to deal with it in a positive manner. Um it always, uh, you know, and it's going to come back to showing them the money case, right? I mean, at the end of the day, they have certain responsibilities uh, to shareholders and to, you know, to make their earnings and those kind of things. And that's, that's, that's the system we live in. And that's okay. What we have to do is show them that how the cost of not taking care of the problem and just churn and burning through employees, what that cost really is, and how they can better spend that money that they're investing or, or losing because they're not investing. Um, we show that uh, metric to them. Uh, I think that's the key. And and sometimes that can be hard. If you're a CEO of a manufacturing company and you've not experienced um, the payday loan debt spiral of, you know, despair, it may be hard for you to recognize just how much stress that really puts on, uh, you know, a family of five that's kind of stuck in that how do I get out of this loop? I'm in this never ending loop now. Um, so I think it's, it is having a CEO who's willing to be open and, and have that kind of conversation about what does that really look like for my employees and, and understanding that's one of the things we do is, 
uh, a needs analysis. A lot of times you can't see it from the C-suite. So we come in and we do a needs analysis. Uh, and instead of spending your money in a spray and pray sort of, you know, method, we can say, hey, this, this particular operation over here is really stressed about this particular thing. Maybe you change the environment a little bit. Maybe you change the way the workflow is. What are some adjustments you can make? And that money is better spent than just giving everybody a Fitbit and hoping that, you know, uh, that they're going to be better. Uh, what we know is that about 35 or 40 percent uh, engagement level is all you're ever going to get on the current system. And so that means that 60 percent that's unengaged uh, and typically your costs, by the way, come from that 60 percent that are unengaged. The 40 percent that are engaged are the people that are already, you know, doing what they're eating right, sleeping right. Um, know how to manage, you know, the stresses. They're they're reading books. They're self educating, um, so they know how to do that. So how do we engage that sixty percent uh, in a way that we can really move the needle? And moving the needle obviously is what you know C suite is is worried about. And, and I'm not disparaging them for for doing that. That's what's important. We're I want to educate them. Um, but it doesn't have to be this way. There is a better way of doing it. Um, Simon Sinek does a great job of trying to do the same message of, you know, it's not rocket science. It's finding out what your people need and giving it to them in a way that they want to be given. Uh, and you can really make a difference. And all great points. And when we come back, we're going to take another quick break. Uh, but when we come back, I'm just looking at some of the stats from that um, I keep getting the name wrong, but the Mental Health America survey. And, uh, you know, there, there's one of the questions that's asked is, uh, you know, how many people never engage in risky behavior? Uh, and in an unhealthy workplace, there's, it, the figure was 2%. Only 2% of people never engage. While in a healthy workplace, uh, it's 64% never engage. So we're, <laughs> we're, 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 we're not only talking about uh, you know, we're talking about safety, which is a huge issue yep. in many companies. Um, you know, even if it's a white collar environment where we could be talking about cyber security sure. and, and, and things like that, people get stressed out and they forget and they, they reply to everybody on a message that had confidential <laughs> information. Uh, so there's, there's quite a few things. So when we come back uh, and you've talked about this doing your needs assessment, I'd love to hear a little bit more uh, about what that, you know, what, what, what are the characteristics uh, between a healthy, uh, what's the differences between a healthy workplace and an unhealthy workplace when it comes to uh, being well? So, uh, we're going to take uh, another quick break. It's uh, time to hear from our sponsors, Jobvite and Success Performance Solutions. You're listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show with our guest, Dave Quinn from Being Well 365. Stay right where you are. We'll be back in two minutes. Have you ever dreamt of being on the radio? Well, now is your chance. Be a radio show guest on the number one ranked internet radio station and promote you and your business for free. Yes, you heard it, free. Business advertising right here on W4CY.com. Call 561-506-4031 now to get booked on one of our shows. That's 561-506-4031. Get your free advertising now. What's up, everyone? This is Keith from the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show, powered by Jobvite. Jobvite knows career paths are made by people, not by open job requisitions. 
Javites platform ties recruitment marketing directly to applicant tracking and onboarding, creating continuous candidate engagement that effectively connects recruiters with qualified passive candidates. Used by over 50,000 recruiters placing over 1 million jobs, Javites platform impacts every company in every industry. Check us out at Javite.com. Listen carefully. Up to 9 out of 10 job candidates visiting your company career page leave before completing an application. You heard that right. 90% of candidates who want to apply for a job at your company don't. That's just plain crazy, especially in today's tight labor market. Candidate experience matters. Stop turning candidates away. Let Success Performance Solutions help. Call us at 800-803-4303 or register at successperformancesolutions.com slash W4CY. Schedule a no-obligation consultation and get special access to insider tips to recruit faster and hire smarter. Welcome back, everybody, to the Geek, Skeezers, and Googleization show. Ira Wolf and myself, Keith Compagna, here waxing well-beingness in the in the workforce with Dave Quinn. This seems to be one of those topics that I I mean I know I'm enthusiastic about uh, evangelizing. But if you have a thought, a question, or a comment, give us a call five six one six two three nine four two nine. Dave, we were talking during the break about how it doesn't really matter uh, your your income status as it relates to what you do, where you do it, and how well you do it. Stress is there. It's across, it touches every single bit of every organization, or at least every part of every organization is susceptible to it. What are your thoughts in terms of getting people to, uh, let's say, be more aware of their own stress? Well, I think uh, some of it just comes down to education, right, and, and um, uh, understanding and tracking. A lot of times we feel unhappy. You wake up. You ever felt you wake up in the morning and you're just mad and you have no idea why? Um, you know, what did you eat the night before? What What are you going to do today? Or what do you, what, you know, is there some meeting that you have today that you don't know you're upset about, but for some reason, you know, your subconscious is dealing with that? One of the best ways to, to deal with that is actually just to track. You know, track your mood. Uh, you know, after I met with that person, suddenly I'm feeling, you know, mad for the next two hours. Well, you know, it's an easy step. If you don't have to meet with that person, don't. You know, kind of create your environment um, that keeps you in a in a healthy mental state. Um, but to get there, you have to understand what are the factors that are making me not healthy or making me uh, feel the way I feel. Um, and so, you know, from a company organization-wise, uh, we talk about, um, the body, your physical activity, are you exercising? And I'm not talking about, you know, hours at the gym exercising, uh, you know, and, and to look like the, the cover of a men's health magazine. I'm talking about just can you walk up a couple of flights of stairs without being winded? You know, are you taking 15, 20 minute walks a couple of times a day? Uh, Cooper uh, Health Clinic here in uh, Dallas is famous for saying, you know, everybody should walk their dog twice a day. And even if you don't have a dog, you should walk your dog twice mm-hmm. a day. Um, and all we're talking about is your body needs that physical activity uh, and increase in heart rate to, to maintain a healthy system. And, and it's all connected, right? So your mind and your body are connected. Um, and, and if you're, you know, if you're a lot of times if we're depressed or feeling upset, we skip the workout because we don't we don't feel like it. 
Um, we can have stresses related to our spouse and our, our marriages and, and our family, and that carries over into work. And so, you know, it, it, what are the things that you could put into place in between those two things? So you just particularly had a stressful day at work. Could you put on some, uh, you know, uh, YouTube videos of a comedy club or a comedy skit uh, before you get home so that it gives you the opportunity to release that stress or put on some heavy metal if you're a, you know, Metallica and rock out and, and trying to, you know, just get that out of your system so that when you get home, you're not bringing that, that stress into your home. So those are a couple of little things. Um, and then your, your workplace environment, you know, standing desk and, and environments, changing up the environment so that you're creating an active environment versus, you know, what you want people just to get to a cubicle and, and chain them to the cubicle for, you know, eight hours a day with two potty breaks and, and 15 minutes for lunch. Can you open that up and create and, and really help people see the benefit of moving around and, and interacting and engaging uh, and then, you know, finances that most, if you look at the numbers, it's staggering. Uh, the amount of uh, financing, uh, finances plays a role in stress and how many people are living paycheck to paycheck at, at all income levels, right? Uh, it doesn't matter if you're 250000 and if you're $12 an hour guy, you're looking at that going, no way. Mm-hmm. And, and there's guys that make $250,000 wishing that they had the $12 an hour lifestyle so they didn't have to try. To, I mean, there's a lot of pressure to maintain that. And so it really doesn't matter. And so, you know, just common financial education, getting people to have an emergency fund so that if the refrigerator breaks or some, you know, your kid breaks her arm, you have the money to take care of it and doesn't throw you into a spiral and, and all these things. So just basic common sense stuff that you can do. And once you have that emergency fund, it kind of gives you a level of comfort, and then you start to build a plan and a, and a purpose. And once you kind of get that stuff going, um, you can really change uh, your mindset around that. All these things that are really connected, it's not, you know, your diet or just your exercise or just your mental health or just, you know, your sleep. Uh, it's My wife will tell you, if I don't get enough sleep and I don't get enough food, I'm I'm not one to have a very good mental attitude. Uh, I think Snickers made the hangry commercial yeah, about me. Absolutely. Right? absolutely. So it's all these things are connected and, and we need to understand that, that it's a holistic system and you can't just treat one or the other. You kind of have to look at the whole thing and see how it's connected. You mentioned earlier about, uh, you know, starting uh, of a company having, you know, the first thing you do is you do a needs assessment. Um, and there's there's a couple stats, again, from that uh, mental health, uh, Amer- uh, mental American network um, that that absolutely has an impact on the bottom line uh, for companies. And again, some of this, you know, hopefully will will drive owners or executives to to make a change. But one of them was the difference between an unhealthy workplace and a healthy workplace uh, Forty-eight percent of of the respondents in the survey who were who work in an unhealthy workplace always are looking for work. Uh, you know, the problem in in today's market isn't always finding people. It's you have to find people if you're always losing them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, retention's a huge place. Where that number in the healthy workplace, there's only one percent that are actively looking for another job. Um, huge difference. Um, and I guess I asked you earlier about what are some of the signs, you know, the symptoms. Here's one. Um, in in an unhealthy workplace, only 1% of the respondents never speak poorly about the company. 
yet in a healthy workplace, only 54% never do it. Now, right. that's still troubling that there's yeah. 46% that are still <laughs> speaking badly of it, but right. but that's a huge difference. Only 1% of, yeah. of um, you know, of, of, of people that are, you know, working in an unhealthy, day, what they're considering, and unhealthy day. doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's, it's not physically toxic. It could right. be, but, um, it's emotionally and, and mentally toxic. Uh, and then also, uh, 1% always find it difficult to concentrate in their work environment. I think again, in an unhealthy workplace versus 52% mm-hmm. in healthy. So there's lots of other distractions, but what's, you know, to, 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 to be able to identify that unhealthy to, to healthy, what's a needs is you know what goes into a needs assessment so um you know a lot of a lot of it is actually understanding those metrics right what is your turnover rate um what is uh your and what are some of those just hard numbers what are you spending to to recruit because your costs for recruitment i think go up if if you have a reputation for being a negative place right it's going to cost you more mm-hmm. to bring somebody yeah. in Right, because you're going to have to overcome the negative perception of someone who says, "Well, I could probably work in that environment for that amount of money," um, and, and so we do that. We go in and we talk to people, uh, and actually sit down in front of someone and just have a conversation. Because you can't do it on a form, you can't do it digitally. While we we do do some of that surveying that way, um, you get so much more if you just walk in and ask someone off the line uh, on a production line and sit down and have a 10-minute conversation with them, uh, they really start to open up, and, and you start to get a whole new viewpoint uh, of what's going on. A lot of times we have, uh, you know, we all have these different perceptions of what we think is going on, uh, and when you sit down and talk to someone and actually give them permission to give you their point of view, um, some really interesting comments can come out of that. And a lot of times it's just a, a, a miscommunication. What, you know, uh, they don't feel valued. They don't feel like they're, uh, what their opinion matters. And, and that's some of that basic stuff. As humans, we need to feel valued. And that doesn't mean necessarily um, in pay uh, because you can pay me a lot of money. But if you don't ever take my ideas or if I don't feel important to you, I'm going to go find a place that will pay me a lot of money and take my value, right? So we're, we want that. Uh, as humans, we're, we're seeking that. So when we go into a needs analysis, we really try to or, or work through the different levels. Uh, you know, we start the C-suite, get their perceptions, and then we work our way down uh, and, and to the people that are working on the front lines, even, you know, the reception is that a, a, you think about a, you know, Fortune 500 company is, and you think, well, the reception is what, what does it matter if she's stressed? Well, Guess who the first person that you talk to or see when you walk into the building and sets the tone for a meeting, right? And so um, all these things matter, and we kind of put that together, and we start to identify what are the major hotspots? What are the fires that we need to put out today? And we, we uh, bring resources to do that, and then we start identifying, okay, this could be an issue. We need to watch it. Let's you know start to address that ahead of time. Uh, and, and then try to figure out what you, what do you already have? What resources do you have in place to deal with this? We've met with, um, I can't tell you, a number of companies that said, if you could just come in and tell my employees uh, what benefits they already have, uh, that would be great because I don't have time as an HR person to explain the benefits to everyone, uh, but we've got stuff for them for that. We've got financial education and we've got all these aspects, but the employee has no idea because the relationship doesn't exist between the the HR folks uh, and, and the people out on the front line sometimes. 
Um, so what we do is come in and identify the landscape and the environment, and then we make recommendations based on that. So you're not, like I said, you're not spraying and praying, hoping that uh, one size fits all uh, will get, you know, a lot of the fire put out. We put out the fires that need to be put out in the way that will handle that particular fire. You wouldn't treat a grease fire the same as you would a fire that's, you know, wood and paper and whatnot. So what we do is come in and make sure that we uh, um, address what's needed, how it's needed. And then we, what we do is, is leave behind in the company. Uh, we train, we can train their supervisors and managers uh, to be mental health first aiders, to be sort of that frontline first person, someone in the company that they can go to. We don't want to be there forever. What we'd like to do is train your employees to, to better handle the stress that they have, change the environment if we can, um, so we eliminate as much stress as we can uh, that comes from the environment, and then help your managers uh, deal with in a positive way, in a proactive, uh, productive way with employees that may be facing things. And as I said, you know, it, it changes. What we're hoping, honestly, is that uh, it becomes as natural as getting a vision test or uh, a dental cleanup uh, of just doing a mental health check. And what if once a year uh, you you went in and did that and just said, hey, what are what are things you need to work on? We do it with physical. We do it, you know, with your your eye test and your hearing, you know, I mean, your, uh, your dental checkup. Uh, and, and one of the most important things that we have is our mind, and yet we treat it like uh, it doesn't matter. And, and just you'll figure it out, you know, watch some videos, uh, read some books, you'll figure it out. So that needs investment really gives the CEO uh, what they need uh, so that they can go to, to their board or whoever and say, we're going to spend the money in this way, and it's going to be the most efficient way to do it. Right. Hey, hey, Dave, this is, uh, as always, one of the, the, the fastest 50 minutes of, of each week. So <laughs> we're just about the end. And, uh, you know, this this really was a, a great conversation, good discussion, a lot of good information out there. Uh, but uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that might want to reach you. So what's the best way to get in contact with you? I'm sure they can go up to your website. But if you can give uh, us some of that information, that'll be great. All right, yeah, so really simple, being well, that's B-E-I-N-G-W-E-L-L, the number 365.com, and uh, you can contact us there, or um, uh, you can, they can email me, my information is on the website, you can reach out to us, I'll be glad to have uh, help and and talk to anyone who uh, thinks this works for them. All right, Dave. Thank you very much. And again, that's beingwell365.com. Uh, you're listening to the Geek Geezers and Googleization Show. And and going back to the beginning of the hour, Ira, you know, the future of work has got so much momentum building and racing towards, you know, artificial intelligence, machine learning, social networks, IT infrastructure networks. I think the key element to every conversation really has to do with the human family network. And the reality is, is that I see it and I'm sure Dave sees it. And if anyone's out there listening, maybe it's time to start looking for it yourself. There's a whole group of people that are kind of lost You talk about having a family of five, and there's a lot of stress that comes with that. Let's start. I'm promoting a concept just like being well 365 is. Let's start helping each other out one by one. Start with yourself. What's the one thing I could do to help myself feel better, think better, see clearly, and then maybe help the next person standing next to you? 
No, absolutely. Great message. Great time of the year to do that. Absolutely. Uh, if, if you can't do it before <laughs> the end of the year, add that to your resolution. Sure, sure. And, and, but, but don't break it. We'll be talking a lot more about uh, those things. And that, and, and actually talking about networking um, is a good segue into segue next week. Into it. Uh, we've got next week, we, we have an attorney, Eric Meyer. Um, he's, he's a good friend, uh, heard a number of times. You'll, you'll love ta- listening to Eric next week. Eric, uh, we're going to be talking about social media. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the ins and the, the good, the bad, the ins and the outs, uh, there's a lot of fear around it. There's a lot of benefit from around that. You talked about staying connected yep. with people at this time. Yep. It obviously provides an avenue for that, but it also creates a lot of stress and, and, and problems. Uh, we need another hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are next week. <laughs> next week. All right. Yeah, next Tune week in. we're going to do that. Um, don't forget to uh, visit our website at the uh, www.theggggshow.live. Um, on there, you'll find uh, you can download uh, the Jobvite Recruiting Benchmark Report. Um, and then uh, from that, I know you'll get an email uh, yeah. about the Recruiter Nation report that just came out. Um, I've got my a link to the Google for Jobs video course. Uh, and there is also multiple ways that you can contact us up there. And if there's any if anyone's interested in being a guest or a sponsor, sure. Uh, you know, please, please let us know. Uh, any closing words? No, I just think that this is the time of year where this topic really does matter. And, um, you know, when you're out there and you're celebrating the, the spirit of the season, uh, try your best to give a smile, look someone in the eye, open the door for them, be grateful for the opportunity you have to be nice. And, uh, Dave, thank you very much for being a part of the show today. Really appreciate hey, you. Yes. Coming on. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, guys. And, and listen, have people reach out and talk. That's If they're feeling that way, talk to someone. Don't You're not alone. Um, and, and, you know, it's critically important. Reach out to someone. Okay. Uh, thanks again for all the listeners to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. We're always interested in hearing what's on your mind. Let us know how you're doing. Uh, call us or send a request. Visit our website. Uh, connect with uh, Keith or I on, on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on Twitter. I don't I'm think you are. Too. but Okay, you're on Twitter. Uh, great. Uh, thanks again to JobVite and Success Performance Solution. Don't forget to join us next week for our interview with Eric Meyer. Uh, We'll be talking about the do's and don'ts of using social media for hiring and in the workplace. Also, don't forget, you can re-hear this on iHeartRadio. Download the app. Uh, You can listen to uh, Geek Skeezers and Googleization on Demand. Until next Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, this is Ira Wolf and Keith Campagna. Don't let the shift hit your plans. (laughs) 